Blog Talk Radio. He was up each morning with the dawn because he knew his daily run was long and hard and he had to be ready to get his freight train down the track determination he would never lack the little locomotive called freight train freddy everybody was hi everyone welcome to getting on top i'm your host paul morris with a uh little bit of a uh, throat problem, so <clears throat> thank God uh, Penny Cohen, my guest today, will uh, will do most of the talking. Uh, it is her topic anyway, but uh, we're here in Block Talk Radio uh, on Tuesdays, usually from 4 to 4.30, but uh, I got Penny in because the schedule was off, so I accommodated her today at 5 o'clock. Anyway... We broadcast from the Hudson Valley, Southern Hudson Valley region, New York State, which is the northern suburbs of New York, which is my hometown and also that of my guest. And uh, <clears throat> if someone would has a question or comment or a spirit mm-hmm. wants to uh, interject here, <laughs> you can uh, get us at one three four seven two one five nine four five six. Today the topic is possession, spirit reception, and reconciliation with Penny Cohen, LS, LCSW. Uh, Penny is a transformational psychotherapist, relationship counselor, and author of the book, uh, Personal Kabbalah, 32 Paths, Inner Peace, and Life Purpose. And you can check Penny out and find out more about her and what she does. She also does workshops and uh, many other things to help the people at www.pennycohen.com. And um, if you've experienced dark moods, phobias, addictions, panic attacks, sexual issues, obsessive attachments to others, and other disorders that you seem not to be able to overcome, may be the result of ancestral lineage energies passed down and received generation to generation or the result of spirit possession. So we're going to find out what all that means. And uh, if someone would like to find out more about me, Paul Morris, you can go to depressivesanonymous.org, depressivesanonymous.org. Hi, Penny. How you doing? Hi, Paul. I hear you're not doing so well. Well, I'm I'm on the mend. But uh, if you notice, I changed the word depression here to dark moods, and it's kind of a reason for that, but uh, not exactly the the time to go into it. I'll just briefly say, you know my position about that, that depression is not caused by something in a past life. It may... Make it you may come you know, in with it. more difficult, and it may, it may make you more apt to get it, perhaps. Uh, but it's not, not to get it, you could come in with it. Boom, not the cause. 
okay. Uh, that's an interesting possibility. That gets right into it. <laughs> that's an interesting possibility. Very good. Um, okay, so let's go to the um, right to the heart of the matter. Let's kind of def- de- define terms here. I had a problem finding what spirit reception meant. Possession, most people know about. You're possessed with a demon or whatever or just possessed. Reconciliation is a word most people understand. So what is spirit reception? What is that? Well, I use the word reception in many different ways. In other words, I think the end-all, be-all is receiving love. However, when we first come into life, we come in with a DNA. That's DNA, just like having medical conditions, we can have psychological conditions. So we come in with a predetermined energy, if you will, which could be considered spirit or or another spirit coming into us. I think of spirits actually as energies, different energies, bouncing back and forth from one person to another. Mm-hmm. And we often reflect each other. And that being said, there's a mode of study now, research, uh, that's becoming more popular called epigenetics. And what that is is that we're not born as blank slates. And just like physical traits are inherited, so are psychological and behavioral traits. And our genes can be affected by our environment. But before I get into that, it's the idea that we may come in with the energy of our ancestors. And that could be considered possession. Mm -hmm. I've come to believe that unconsciously we come in with a contract or an intent to heal one of our parents. And the way Mm -hmm. we do that is taking on their energy. And then we try to tell them what they're doing wrong, and this is where all the chaos comes in. But the true healing regarding that is learning what energy is yours, what is somebody else's, and how to let it go. And the letting go is sending it to light and love. I think the one thing you didn't add in my credentials is that I think of myself as a shameless mystic. And I do believe, of course, in past lives and healing levels, love levels, and angels, archangels, and spirit guides. And when we want to heal some of these energies, we can ask for help of the angels, archangels, and spirit guides to take this energy to the light for healing. However, it's not that easy because, especially if this is energy you've come in with, it's like your life force. 
It's something you're accustomed to. It's something that rules you. And it's not that easy to let go of until you develop high self-esteem and self-worth. And know how to communicate in ways where you can let go of this energy and stand up to yourself. Well, I mean that, you know, to get to that place, first of all, you have to admit that you have a problem, you have to be open to healing. Most people are struggling just to survive. And uh, oftentimes, and you know, <clears throat> early on in my career, I worked as a computer programmer. This is in the late 60s. And um, I was in Wall Street at a time when they were doing pretty well at that moment. And, you know, these young young hotshots, I mean, they were on top of the world. They were doing well. They were making good money and all the other things that go with it. I mean, they weren't going to think about healing their soul, that's for sure. You know what I mean? No, so I guess there it takes the crisis. There takes the crisis, exactly. of course. Exactly, I was going to say... Yeah, and in fact, I do know. Go ahead. Yeah, I do know a guy in particular who was out of control, and he finally, you know, broke down and started rebuilding. So I guess it does help us. I guess this, 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 uh, uh, you know, this thing that we think, oh, everything is great, and we're on top of the world, we're masters of the universe, you know, from that book. um, and, um, you know, but it's it's ridiculous. It's not true at all. And, and eventually we're going to find out we're, you know, our, our, we're just uh, walking on sand and we don't, we're not on a strong foundation. So we have to Well, we have very to often, you know, it's interesting that you mention people from Wall Street. Very often they might hit an obstacle in the road, midlife crisis, is this all there is? And then they might blame their wives or husbands for not them not being happy. And that's where they may start questioning, is this all there is? And the reality is, this is all there is, but we can make it much better. Mm. The other well, let's, part... Yeah, I, I of just want to make sure we... We concentrate on possessions since it's, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, the okay. topic today. Uh, we should try to relate everything back to that. So what is possession? I mean, are there really okay. spirits that possess us, and what does that mean? Now, we may come in with spirits um, from other people. Also, when we have poor self-esteem or when we're vulnerable we, in particular, when you're in a hospital, if you've had an operation and somebody in the room next door has died, that soul may be confused and not ready to go to the light. And so it might empty your body, and it can really wreak havoc with what's going on in your life. If in bars... If you're drunk, you're more vulnerable. You don't have self-esteem. You can pick up somebody else's energies or soul, whatever you want to call it. It may not be the whole soul, but some energies. 
I mean, you can even walk into a crowded room and walk past somebody and you get this um, oppressed feeling. You're picking up their energy. Yeah. I guess as as a, a good example is, oh, a few months ago I was at a meeting and all of a sudden I felt this incredible energy enter into me. And it felt like I would describe or the way clients describe a panic attack. It was like something just took over my body. And I realized it. And I said, what's going on here to myself? What's going on here? This isn't me. It's like something's taken over my body. And I left, and I went out and jogged and meditated, and I calmed down totally. And I said, I don't know why, but I think I picked up the energy of the person sitting next to me, whom I knew. A month was later, it good energy it or same, bad energy? <laughs> it was negative energy. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like a panic attack. And the next few meetings with this woman, she was very abrupt to me, very feisty, and I didn't know why. It wasn't like her. And eventually I got a call from her, and she said to me, are you aware that I've been kind of feisty? And I didn't even realize it. I'm so sorry. I said, well, you did seem to be very different, and yes, I did notice that you were very feisty. She said, well, I have to tell you what happened to me. I work with somebody who was in 9-11 in the building, and when she came out, she was able to see spirits and could see people's grid lines and read what's going on on an energetic level. And she said to me, the day before I picked up that energy, she said, I was with a friend who passed away, and his energy entered my body. And I said, oh, my God, I think that's what I was experiencing. Wow. Wow. You know, let me, let me uh, if I might, just interject, you know, while you're talking, my mind is... <clears throat> Um, talk about being uh, a different personality. It happened to me once, okay? Like a panic attack, you mean? No, 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 no. That, that It was like a different person inside uh-huh. me. Right. Um, you know, when I was younger, I uh, I didn't you know, smoke a lot of pot, a little bit here and there, but I, I you know, I drank more. And, but I was always a very, you know, I was always pleasant even even if I was inebriated and I was pretty much myself a little nicer actually so I wasn't one of these people who's you know has a drink and then gets into fights I know a guy like that I used to hang out just the opposite I actually was more mellow drunk no no it's the opposite I was more mellow and just you know all that stuff one time I think it was 1969 I remember because uh, we were watching the Knicks (laughs) We were at a friend's house in Manhattan. Cable TV was the only way you could watch the basketball game, right. the playoffs, you know, back then. The and, uh, it was, yeah. 
Yeah, whatever. Anyway, they were smoking pot and drinking, and, you know, I participated. And afterwards, this guy I knew since college, and at this point we were on, you know, in our late 20s, whatever. Um, He and his girlfriend and I, the three of us, went out to get a bite, you know. And I turned on her. I mean, I didn't, you know. But my, I was like this nasty, really nasty person with her, Ooh. and I'm, I'm like sitting watching myself talk to her, like, oh, ha, ha, yeah, right, you know, blah, 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 you know. Wow, really even this. a different voice. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it was a long time ago. Uh, maybe, but I was like this snide, real snide individual, you know, to her. And I, I, I don't know what happened. The next day, I remember it, and I called my friend to apologize. He didn't think anything of it, mm-hmm. but it bothered me. That but it was I not your way. typical. Oh, not at all. But you know, it didn't feel that alien to me. It might oh. have been an aspect of my personality that never came out before or since. You know, and uh, a real, you know. Well, do you ever feel an internal anger? <laughs> About a, some things from time to time, but but uh, I don't know. But, you know, uh, but it could be. I'm not worried about being healed right now, but uh, although we could talk about a <laughs> time. I, I, was just, right. I, I mean, just threw it out, some... you know, on the topic of possession, and I don't know if that was a, some part of me that was like, what do you call it, the id? You know, that rough right. part of a person. Yeah. You know what I mean? That very gruff. The, like the shadow side coming in. Perhaps. Yeah, okay. The shadow. That's a good part. Okay. So it may be my shadow self. Okay. I just thought it I'd throw that out. It could be your shadow self, or it could be that you did pick up somebody else's energy. Oh, you mean at the at the, yeah, at the, uh, at, at at the, the sky's party. apartment? Could be. There were a lot of people there. Yeah. That's interesting. Maybe, maybe. See, we and you know, it's interesting, interesting. when we yeah. talk about soul possession. Sometimes we can have, you know, in particular, if you're sick in the hospital and some other soul enters into you, you can have a total personality change yeah. from good well, to from good to bad and bad to good. In other words. Well, a client told me about a family member who was a very, very angry person most of the time. And after her operation, she was happy. She was singing all the time. She was all love. And it was like stymieing <laughs> the people around her. Really? So what happened to this woman? How'd she get rid of this energy <coughs> she picked up? Well, she believes that the woman she was working with could heal that energy. I have a little different take on it that I believe we have to work on the energy ourselves. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I know we could do a lot of things uh, by ourselves, but I, in this area, well, they do. They do. You know, like they do, when it they comes do. from... I'm you know, sorry. they do a spirit thing. You know, the Catholic Church does exorcisms. I mean, that must 
be involved with this whole thing. She doesn't really call it exorcism, but she says she works on the energy. Uh, I believe that it's much um, better for us to identify. uh, You know, it's like from a spiritual perspective, they say like attracts like. So there might be something in you that attracted this type of energy. And ideally, you want to figure out what it is. It could be some negative thinking. It could be a self-defeating belief. And the same thing goes if you're carrying the energy from your parents or grandparents. You might have kind of an angry temper or something, and you're not sure where it comes from. Um, You know, it's like I worked with a client who was in his fifth, and he came to me because of his anger towards his father. And he said his father beat him until he was able to move out of the house at age 17. But 50 years later, he still felt rage towards his father. Right. And then I asked during general conversation how eager he is to let go of the anger. On a scale of 0 to 10, he said 10. Then when we did a little relaxation, I had him think about his father, and I said, whose energy is this anger? And he said, oh, my God, it's my father's. And then I said to him, well, how eager are you to let go of his anger? And he started to say a 10, but then hesitated. And he said, I can't. He's a part of me. If I let go, I'll be abandoning him. What? That's crazy. Yeah, in other words, we take on the energy unconsciously to heal our parents. And if we let go of the energy, it feels like we're abandoning them. But I don't believe it's true, do you? Well, true healing is sending that energy to the light, and it could heal you and your ancestors. There's a good chance that his grandfather or grandmother was a very angry person as well. And Mm. to be more technical, I really don't truly believe in past lives. I believe everything is here and now. Everything is within us. But there are parallel lives. And letting go of the energy can heal the whole strain of ancestors as well as your descendants. Because if you don't heal it, you maintain the same patterns or keep repeating the same patterns. When you think about life as a way of growing spiritually, it makes sense. That we keep, you know, suffering these things until, you know, somebody uh, heals it. Somebody. Well, uh, like Abraham was told to let uh, lech lecha is leave the land of your fathers and go unto your own. And I believe, and I uh, 
confirmed it with somebody who was an incredible translator of the Bible. I said, to me, it's like the sins of the fathers is holding on to the emotional charges of our ancestors. And this is what we need to let go of. This is the energy or the possession, if you will, that we need to let go of. Okay, let's stop here for a second and and let's let's look into that. It's uh, <clears throat> it's interesting. I'm just thinking. The thought just popped in my head. It, it may very well be true because let's say if we if we are with you know the wise ones before we are you know come back down to earth, and we work on certain things that you know whatever number of things we have to work on in a particular lifetime. <clears throat> And, you know, sometimes we make deals with people. You'll help me. I'll help you, right? right. You'll act this way. It'll make me feel that way. And, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Then perhaps, you know, your ancestors say, uh, look, Paul, you know, look, Penny. Uh, I, I got this thing, you know. Uh, would you help me, uh, you know, get rid of it, so to speak? <laughs> and, it, you know, you see what I'm getting at here? Yeah. And now, maybe what, that's what goes on, and uh, which would be consistent with what you're saying. We're helping <clears throat> that we agree to take it on in order to perhaps, hopefully, heal it during exactly. this uh, during this time. Exactly. It's well said. Now, the challenging thing is being willing to let go of the energy, and the energy, or our, whoever that person is will be willing to let go of us so a lot of the work when I work with clients is I'll ask them whose energy is it and it might be a grandfather or an uncle or whomever and I'll say how willing are you to let go of the energy and most of the time they are and then I suggest calling on angels, archangels, and spirit guides to wrap that energy in light and love and take it to the light. But then I'll ask, what is the energy saying to you? Because the energy is like an entity. And so, and it's interesting how people will come up with some insight. It could be saying something like, it's about time and wave and smile. People will see hands waving or smiling and they go to the light easily. Right. Or they might be too afraid to go to the light. They might Mm -hmm. not feel worthy or deserving of it. And so they want to hang on. I think there's other reasons why. We have to convince that energy. That going to the light, they'll be with friends, ancestors, and that's where the real healing takes place. I think there's other reasons why people don't go to the light. Or energy, the client now. I think there's other reasons why people don't go to the light. They're angry. They want revenge. Right. There's a lot of reasons, actually. That's a whole different show. As to why people don't want to open to God. That's that's that that's a great show. Yeah, that's a great show. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot around that. So what about why but do we the, have to heal here? Thing, 
let me let me well, just address yeah, that ahead, topic that I was sorry. talking about go ahead, before. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Is that the energy may not want to go to the light, but the energy also may say back to you, you have to let me go and you're not ready. And so that's when you become aware that you're stuck on this negativity and you're afraid to let it go. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's so hard to get people to change. There's so many... So many people, as you know, one of the uh, most important conversations we ever had was, um, you know, how do you, you know, how, how do you get someone to change? And, right. and uh, there's no real, you know, you could reassure them, you can coax them, you could do a lot of things, but it's only when they're ready. They have to be ready. It's going to happen. Whatever that no. means. They're determined. They 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 make up their mind. I keep thinking of that woman in in the workshop, coming in so closed and then looking at me halfway through, <laughs> and saying I'm ready. <laughs> like and bold. Right, she and changed. you never know what one little thing will get them ready. I guess she came there for a reason. She came there to change, but she was afraid when she saw me. And I'm not someone who people, you know, I don't. When people meet me, they're not. They, I don't make them relax. They're not intimidated by you. I'll vouch for that, Paul. It's not about be intimidated. It's not about intimidated. It's about that energy I have. It's that kind of energy. It pushes away. Right. So, so you know, it's just my personality. So I guess I did. You know, when she first met me, she wasn't. And then, then maybe after a while, she got used to me. Okay, maybe the guy ain't that bad. <laughs> And uh, <clears throat> whatever it is. So, um, what's the, what's the spirit reception? What does that mean? Is that a term you came up with? Or is... Oh, the reception is us receiving the uh, our ancestors' energy, and we have to let go oh. of it and open to receive the light. Right. <clears throat> so, all right. So we have to. Again, it's an interesting question. Why, why can we only grow in the earth plane or wherever other four-dimensional planes and not on the other side? Maybe the other side wouldn't be paradise otherwise, I guess. I don't know. Well, that, I mean, that's a really good question. But as God wanted to see God and or wanted us to be in his image, he wanted to experience life. Right, right, right. And right. I, I know the Hindus that, talk about that a lot. Yeah. yeah. And well, so the only way we could experience it is being here on earth. Right. But he also, you know, I mean, uh, at the same time, it's it, it's primarily a vehicle for growth, supposedly. Exactly. And people do. I mean, how many people go through things? That, you know, I've seen. I remember this guy from personal experience, uh, a friend of my son in high school. He was a tough guy. He was big and strong, had big muscles. My son was a little smaller, so he hung around with a, this guy. You know, just as a little. Uh, you know, protection. And, uh, yeah, the guy loved fighting. I mean, he'd go anywhere. 
as a kid in high school for a fight. You know, it was like someone going to something, you know, like a picnic. To him, it was fun. And he was raised in a house like that. You know, the parents were, were tough. And him and his brothers, his sister even was tough. <laughs> she could fight. Yeah. He had a brother and a sister, I think. Anyway, so I went to a wet. you know, uh, we went to a wedding. This is going back 10 years, maybe, something like that. And um, one of the neighbor's kids, who knew them as well. And, uh, you know, I'm used to this guy who was like, you know, overbearing, you know, intimidating. And we're leaving the church, you know, we're getting out of the aisle of the church. And I see this guy, and he's kind of like exactly opposite. You know, almost like a Jehovah's Witness, you know. Wow. Very mild and I and I looked and I said, Is that you? <laughs> you know. Wow. You know, he knew my son very well. He knew us. He said, Yes, Mr. Morris. Mrs. Wow. Morris, how are you? And he was like a completely changed person. He was like he was into the church and you know, and he was into it's like okay, he repented. But that doesn't mean possession. No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with possession. I'm just saying change. We're just talking about change. Right. How he became a mild-mannered, peaceful, you know, type of person from this aggressive, uh, I guess it wasn't really right. him. But, right. you know, that's when he knew. But yeah, that's Well, you know, it. sometimes we wake up and we see ourselves and we're not happy with who we are. Yeah, and that's right. from willing to change. If we're really willing to look into ourselves. Right. Well, I mean, look at there was Chuck Colson from the Nixon administration, who became a uh, minister. He was a really bad, tough guy. Uh-huh. And you know, people people change. So I guess somehow it's it may be tough, but it works. Anyway. Uh-huh. Thank you, Penny. Penny Cohen for being my guest, uh, talking about possession, spirit reception, and reconciliation. And uh, why don't you, you could say, you know, a couple of closing words and tell people how they can get in touch with you and anything that may be going on. Uh, you in know, world. Uh, the only thing I'd like to say is the best protection from possession is high self-esteem, exercise, and meditating. And if we keep ourselves well-balanced, then we won't pick up other people's energies. And as far as uh, where people can reach me, email is penny at pennycohen.com, C-O-H-E-N. My website is pennycohen.com, and my phone number is 914-764-1708. Very good. Thank you, Penny. <clears throat> Thank and, you, uh, Paul, and I hope you feel better. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling better. I when I woke up, I was a little woozy, but mm. but uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling a little better now. Um, <laughs> Thank you, folks, for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week with a another show. Actually, we're going to have a we're going to introduce the psychic network of Paula Caracappa next week. So we're going to have some readings there. If anyone wants some free readings, check in 
next week. You got to do it live. You can call in, or you can go to the website, and uh, <clears throat> and you can get a free reading uh, next week with Paula Caracappa. And uh, Paula, if anyone you wants the readings, no, no, she has a oh. psychic network. She started oh, one of her okay. psychics. One of it now. Paula doesn't do reading. Mm-hmm. And um, anyone would like to find out more about me, Paul Morris. Okay, um, I do emotional healing, healing emotional trauma, and uh, <clears throat> work with people, help them to heal and overcome their depression. You can go to uh, Depressives Anonymous, depressivesanonymous dot org, and you'll read about. Depression and what really causes it, and why twice as many women report suffering from depression as men, and other interesting uh, factuals, factoids. And uh, we'll go out with uh, Trey Train Freddy. Bye. Be well, Penny. You too, Paul. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> He was up each morning with the dawn Because he knew his daily run was long and hard And he had to be ready To get his freight train down the track Determination he would never lack The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy Everybody was his friend and they all helped him to the end To keep those freight cars rolling along steady He never knew what to expect and was very careful not to wreck The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy The little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy.